Hey everybody, what's up? This is Pedro here. Before we start the podcast of today, I would like to thank you so much for uh, joining today. And if you're new to the channel, I hope you hit that subscribe button after you liked the podcast and um, that you share it with anyone you think this could be helpful for and that you click that notify button also because YouTube changed a lot. <laughs> Before we start, uh, just a little note here. I had a rant for about five minutes at the beginning. You can uh, choose to skip that. I will put the link in the show notes. So please feel free to do that if you choose, so choose. And uh, this is not what we're going to talk about in today's podcast. It was just a little update. But if you want to go straight to today's topic, which is if you should or solve a problem backwards or forwards and why it's better, then uh, please click the link in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy today's podcast and I wish you an amazing week. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Pedro here, finally back with a little podcast First of all, uh, just a quick update. I've been sick. Man, today is Wednesday and about 10 days ago I got sick. And um, yeah, finally it gets a little bit better. My voice is still not 100%. But, well, you know, at least I could write some things. At least I could play some poker. I could study some, read books. And uh, yeah, so it's been a pretty pro productive time. And I hope that I can share with you some of the things that I've been writing down, reading. Um, actually, some pretty interesting stuff about sleep. I've already been mentioning that I wanted to talk about uh, sleep in general. It's a very underrated topic, I think. And uh, please have a look at the Joe Rogan podcast. I totally forgot about um, the guest's name, but if you put in you know, Joe Rogan neuroscientists and the latest one I think will pop up really really great stuff um, and he wrote a cool book that um, I listened to a little bit but I want to listen to the whole thing in the near future besides that I am in a little bit of a crisis because I find a lot of things here in Germany extremely boring it's been a pretty rough time for me when I spend time with other people, um, not necessarily with friends, but really with people that I didn't really know yet that I wanted to meet. You know, I try to meet new people, let's put it that way. And what I found is, to me, it feels like every single person I know stops to to evolve around... 28 or around the 30s let's put it that way around their 30s people just i don't know why but most people just really don't evolve they don't read books they don't listen to interesting stuff you know it's like very random things like for example when i speak to someone and they're like oh have you seen what elon musk has done and then like oh my god someone i can talk about uh elon musk with and <laughs> then you start to really dig deeper than that article that they've been reading and nothing comes out of it. They just really have not read anything about it. It's just that one article that they have read somewhere in the news 
in the newspapers, on the internet, in on Facebook, you know, someone has mentioned Elon Musk and then they're like, oh, you know, I'm the Elon Musk genius now. And they, they pretend like they are, you know, because they start those discussions that last like two minutes and then it's over. But I miss those four-hour discussions about one single topic, you know. I just... I don't think I know anyone that I can have those discussions with. Uh, I had people like that in the past. They've been traveling with us. And lately, it's been a mess. And I wonder why that is, because I just don't understand why someone can become that way. This is not me criticizing the world or the way people are. This is just me trying to understand why people become that way. For example, for me... If you know, if there's a day where I don't read a book or if I don't read something about people that I find interesting, I feel so empty. I feel that something is lacking. Uh, I just, even when I was in Bali, for example, you know, it's very easy to become complacent in Bali, to not evolve, to not do anything, to just really go to the beach. You know, just just wake up, go to the beach, come back pretty much, you know, lay at the beach for a few hours, come back, uh, have something to eat, then ask around if anyone wants to go to a pub, a nightclub or something in the evening or night and then go home and then repeat the next day and pretty much do that for a year. You You can easily do that. Bali is a big trap for that. But that doesn't mean that I don't like that life. But if you can put in like an hour or two a day where you evolve a bit, I think that does so much for you. You just stay or become an an interesting person. You can create things because you really don't create anything if you just blast off money and go to nightclubs and beaches every single day for a year. You just don't do anything. And after a year, I'm very sure that you will realize, you know, wow, I've not done anything for a year, which can be cool, you know, but um, I don't know. I just don't know how to get there. Well, enough of a rant here. Um, Today, I would like to talk about thinking backwards or forwards. And it's a topic where you can you can approach this topic from a few different angles. I just wrote down a little story um, that illustrates the way I wish I had thought about when thinking backwards and forwards. And a lot of it came from thinking about problems and problem solutions and especially came with poker. Everything became easier with poker for me. Um, so the story starts when I was a lot younger, you know, and I was facing huge problems. At least they seemed very huge to me. And I didn't know it then, but now it's absolutely clear to me that reading, you know, just especially reading biographies would have helped. Reading, you know, books in which people, you know, other people that I have never met and I would never meet because they have already died, 
they have faced the exact same problems and they found super simple solutions to those problems. You know, I could have just blindly copied solutions that a person, you know, a hundred years earlier has uh, been going through and I've been, you know, I would have lived a much happier and more successful life, but I didn't know that then. I had no idea that other people have struggled the same that other people have been trying to fix the problem also, you know. So the problem for me back then, I mean, one of the problems was that I was dead broke. I had to fix that problem as fast as possible because, you know, I had a I had a child, you know, I had a girlfriend, and, you know, you have responsibilities. And the natural solution to that problem, of course, is to get a job and work. But the problem then is that it didn't help. And I meet a ton of people where that doesn't help. Because I had absolutely no education. I had no experience. And I didn't know anyone that could uh, vow for me. So as a result, what happened is I barely earned more money than I spent. And this is, even with education, I see that now is... It happens to so many people. It's unbelievable to me, actually. You know, people with education, people that study, people that have good relationships, they rarely spend less money than they earn, and it's because of their habits. But this is not the topic of today, but it's just so huge. I mean, just think about all the people you know. How many of them do you know that earn more money than they spend regularly? And I don't mean someone who you know, won a lottery one day and then they won like 200,000 euros and now they have more money than they spend. Yeah, but at some point, if they keep spending more than they earn, they will have you know blasted through all that money. So I think, well... Let's not talk about that. <laughs> and um, yeah, like like I said, I had a child and uh, I was in a pretty bad relationship uh, to my son's mother. But instead of learning, for example, how to solve those issues, so for example, how to turn it into a good relationship, so read books on relationships, how relationships work, how to make them better, um, I was blaming her for destroying my life with a kid and with arguing me every, uh, with me every single day. And I could go on here, but today's lesson is not about counting mistakes and finding the person responsible. It's about how I did solve the problem then and how I would solve the problem or the problems today. So first of all, here's my approach from 15 years ago. I'm broke. I need money. How do I get money? Right? That's just a very simple step. Uh, your solution, a job. Where do I get a job? I'll search for it in the local newspaper. I'll ask friends or you know, just random people I know. And as a side note, I don't know how it is in your country, but local newspapers do not offer good jobs here ever. It's just, I mean, I would say 99% of the jobs offered in newspaper are really not good and definitely do not provide any good future. Maybe they're good for the situation right now, but they're definitely not good for the future. And, uh, well, what happens then? Well, I'll figure that out later. I was solving the problems with the little knowledge or experience and information I had back then instead of gathering more information and knowledge before I solved the problem. And that was the main problem. You know, I, was, I had such a lack of experience and knowledge 
that it was just completely stupid to solve the problems I had back then with that knowledge because I had never solved that problem before and I had no experience how to solve that problem. So, of course, the solution would, have, would, been, would be bad or was bad. So here's my approach now, what I would do now if I was in that situation. First of all, I would think about what is the end result I want to achieve. I want to earn enough money in something I like to do every day and at the same time save money for my future. And for my future doesn't really mean when you know I'm like 70 years old, but for my future does mean when bad times come. Okay, So fun, enjoyment comes first and security comes second. Uh, a very close second though because, you know, when you have a girlfriend, a son or, you know, like responsibilities in general, it's a very, very close second. You should definitely think about security also um, and maybe equally actually. Um, you know, because if you compare working every day at a job I hate just to get by with working at something every day twice as hard that I love to do, right, then I just think that you, in general, will have better results um, if you choose the, the second one. You know, you just have better results over time compared to right now. You know, this, the second option gives you far more energy and shows far more success over the long term. So first step is to paint the picture of the end result. Right? In my case, I want to do the podcast every single day and I want to invest money. So how much money do I need per month to make that come true? Right now, for me, that would be about a thousand euros per month. Would my life be successful that way? You know, that's a tough question. I would say no. So let's make it 1,200 euros and I think that should be fine. What options do I have to automate this? This is the next question. How can I earn 1,200 euros per month passively or with work I want to do every single day? Right? That is, that is crucial. That's a crucial question because this is, for most people and for me included, not something or not a problem or not a question you answer or solve every single day. You know, it's a very unique question that you hopefully have to only answer and work for once in your life and then just you know automate it or just keep going. So I can start to make money, some money, I should say, with my podcast, for example. I do need to save money for at least six months or need a reliable income stream that does not interfere with my end result. There's a really cool um, talk on this uh, in the Elliot Rowe Oh, man, I really don't know the episode's name. But basically, he talks about um, he was working in a mover business. So he was a mover. He was working for a company. And he only worked jobs that did help him working out. So if he had a job and he couldn't work out two hours a day, then he quit the job because it was so important for him that he you know, only chose jobs that helped him sustain what was important for him, right? So this is, a, this is the exact same approach. So 
It, sh- it cannot interfere with my end result. Maybe a job as a writer, for example, or a journalist, or something in that matter could help. Um, I mean, <laughs> not doing it now, but could be doing it in the future. I don't know. You know, I could invest money for others or coach people, for example, until I reach my end result. So let's backtrack a bit. Since back then I was broke, I would work as much as I could at a job and as many side jobs as I could and spend zero money for anything. You know, I wouldn't even buy a latte macchiato, right? I wouldn't buy anything. I would just work, work, work. And once I have enough money to pay all my expenses for six months, I would work on my end result, right? So just to repeat this, I would start at zero, right? Because I was at zero. So I would just choose any job, any job, which sounds very similar to the idea I had 15 years ago, right? But the huge difference is I would do it as hard as I can, you know, 18-hour days, 16-hour days, whatever, until I have enough money to pay six months' worth of bills. And along, you know, and then I would quit that job and along the way, so the next steps, I would figure out ways to bleed less and less money per month until I finally achieve autonomy with what I want to do, right? So even, um, I mean, even if, even if I only earn like 50 or 100 euros in the first month, that's fine. That's a success because before that, the month before, I had nothing. I had absolutely zero. So that's a success and you should view it as a success. A lot of people... Uh, you know, do this for like one, two, three, four months, and then they're like, oh, you know, I only earned 300 euros this last month. That's success. That's amazing. That's awesome. You should feel proud that you're doing that. For example, right now, I'm investing in Forex, and I can definitely not live with that. There is no shot. But I have been break-even or making money since the beginning of the year, right? I've been making a little bit of money. So that's a success. I mean, just think about how many people trade every single day and lose money. I think I heard, I mean, I remember I heard the quote from, um, actually, a lot of people said that, you know, they are in the banking business, forex business, investing business. They said that over 90% of people lose so here I am, it's right now May, I mean, it's basically June, and I've been doing this for six months, and I've been winning money, right? That's success. Even if it's only 100 euros, it doesn't matter. You started at zero, and you are making money, and you should view it as that. You know, you should be proud of yourself. So my new approach, right, the one I choose now, takes more discipline, more planning, more trust in the future and my planet myself. But the reward is near and you can make it happen without any problem. You just have to persevere. You have to get better every single day. I mean, it forces you to get better every single day. The trick, however, to the whole discussion we're having today is to start backwards. In both cases, I had an end goal. But the difference is that I spent most of my time on realizing the first step 
in my initial approach. In my second approach, I would spend all my time in realizing my end result and very little time in finding an initial job or initial solution. I mean, I would even clean toilets for six months if I can save enough to start my journey um, to the end goal by then. There, there has been one guy, I think it was in Berlin, he had a nightclub, one of the biggest nightclubs, and he said the biggest problem he has is to find people that clean toilets. He would pay... 25 euros an hour, 25 euros an hour to a person that stays there, uh, that works there for a year straight, okay? 25 euros an hour to work there for a year straight. Think about that. That's two days a week of work. Let's just say it's, I mean, eight to 10 hours. Let's just say it's 10 hours, easier to count. That's 500 euros per week two days of work per week, 2,000 euros per month. And if, for example, in my case, if you only need to, if you only need 1,200 euros per month, and let's just say you really, really, really dig deep and you work that job that's 24,000 euros per year, and let's just say you can live in like a student apartment or whatever, you pay like, 300 euros a month with food is like 500. So you save 1,500 euros per month. That's 18,000 euros in a year. And I think if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, the guy would have actually paid you a bonus. The guy would have paid you a bonus if you stayed a year. So you get that bonus extra, right? Yes, it's not the most glamorous, the most amazing job, but whatever, you have five days a week where you can study, where you can already start a podcast, where you can already write your book, where you can already be creative. And at the end of the week, you work two days straight for 20 hours and you're done. I don't know, man. That sounds like a good opportunity for me. You know, the difference of this whole discussion is that working backwards on problems is way more rewarding and you spend more time on the important things than on the simple things. Because now you could think, oh, wow, Pedro is just talking about, you know, how to get a job and how to, you know, make it. No, it applies on anything, you know. And since you spend more time on the important things than on the simple things, that really don't matter much and don't change anything, you improve yourself as a human being too. So another reason to not spend too much time and effort on the initial job search is that you cannot change your initial paycheck amount anyway, at least not too much. When you start with nothing, meaning no education, no friends that can help you get a well-paid job and no experience, then your job won't matter. Your end result does, though. So I, I had a discussion with a friend a few days ago, and one of our friends who, I, he finished his studies now, and he wants to earn over 50,000 euros a year, right, in his initial job. And, I mean, no one gives you 50,000 euros at the beginning, at least here, with that education, I mean, he has good education, but not like top-notch, right? So they offered him 36,000 euros. And rather than taking the 36,000 and working his way up, he declined and now has no job. 
And I just don't understand that, right? And even my friend said he doesn't understand it. You know, the, the friend I was talking to, we were talking about some other friend. And he said, when I started, after my studies, I and after working for 10 years for a company, I started with 36,000 euros because I knew that I am good enough and I could work my way up. So he was already thinking about the end result. He didn't care about the 36,000. He knew he was underpaid with the 36,000 because he was just too good, but he knew that he had enough possibility. So he was thinking about the end result first. He wasn't taking offers of 40,000, 50,000 in other companies because he didn't have the possibilities to earn 100,000 in five to 10 years. So he accepted the job that paid less, but that gave him more options in the future. And now, you know, within the first five years, he's already making more than 50,000. So that is a good result, right? So it's pretty simple. You know, what you spend most time on is what will improve the most in the end. For example, Einstein worked at the post office, if I'm not mistaken here, but his mind was always wandering and solving bigger problems. He was not thinking about the initial or the job he was in. You know, he was thinking about the future. I, heard, I hear way too many people tell me things like, oh, they offered me 24000 per year, but I won't do it for under thirty. you know, like the example I just gave. And all I think in that situation is, who cares? I would take the 24000 and the moment I entered the, the job, I would work on how to receive 100000 like my friend did, and achieved it. So you can apply the same in relationships and in other fields you want, you know, whatever you want. Even the poker works. I know this now seems totally abstract since I've only been talking about money and jobs, you know, relationships a little bit. But in poker, I started at some point to think about the last card first and then work my way backwards to the flop. While most people play their hand from pre-flop to flop to turn to river, I saw the whole hand play out in front of my eyes and then when a flop came I was adjusting to you know what exactly my opponent was doing but if if he wasn't doing anything I did not expect I had the solution to the whole hand already in my mind I knew exactly how the hand will play out J- only when my opponent did something that was out of the ordinary then I would adjust to that. So then I would spend time to think about it. You know, poker turned incredibly easy for me once I started to think like that and solving any problem became easy too. Because any problem that you view from the point of the solution first, right? Like what does the end solution to or like the optimal end solution to my problem look like? And then work backwards. Right? So instead of thinking, how do I solve the problem? Look at the solution. Uh, I mean, if it's possible first, because there are some things like in physics, you know, where you just don't know the solution. Then that's completely different. Although Richard Feynman also talks about um, first principles, right? So you look at um, what is 100% true, what is not arguable and then work your way towards the solution. So that's how they do it. And actually, I would love to talk about that in a different podcast. Um, 
you know, but think about what has to happen right before the end result. You know, what is the step right before that, like the second before you step into the solution? What is that? How does that look like? And what are the steps before that? What are all the steps that you can think of? And think about the tiniest steps you can really think of. Because if you start at the beginning, then you will find yourself faced with thousands, you know, millions of options. That's the crazy thing about life. It's just too huge. But if you start at the end result, there is very often only few or maybe even only one solution, only one step. So for me, it is way easier to solve one step than to have a million paths and branches, you know, that branch into a million other branches in front of you. And you have to, you're having to compare them all to pick the best one of them. You know, like Nike's slogan, just do it. You know, just go. Pick one solution and just go. And take the last step first and work towards that, in my opinion. Ah, oh, man. Sorry for that rant at the beginning. I really, really hope that this helps and um, helps you problem solve. It definitely did for me. And um, I'm really happy that I got lucky in the past to find books that really helped me solve those issues that, you know, were actually very, very easy. And um, I cannot really recommend any books. You know, I love to recommend books. Um, the one thing that I can, though, is to spend, that I can tell you, is to spend a little bit of time with poker, to spend a little bit of time with game theory. It doesn't have to be poker game theory. It can be any game theory. I'm very sure it will help you think backwards. And then lastly, go uh, spend some time on Google and put in either Richard Feynman first principles or Elon Musk first principles. There is a great video, uh, Elon Musk, maybe I can put it in the, the comments. Wait, Elon Musk first. Yeah, I'll put it in the in the show notes underneath. And uh, this video is just absolutely fantastic. It's like three minutes and he explains first principles that he used uh, on how to build his rocket. I mean, it's just brilliant. All right, that's it for me. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it helps. Um, and I hope to see you in the next podcast. Hopefully tomorrow I will play some poker now, study one or two hours, and then read, read, and read. Have a great time. Have a great day. Enjoy your life. Bye. 